What do the initials P, M, and R stand for? Who has the coldest winters, Utah or Minnesota? Today on Talking Missions and Med Student Life. Helping you prepare for one of the most rewarding careers in the world. This is Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with your host, the Dean of Admissions at the University of Utah School of Medicine, Dr. Benjamin Chan. Welcome to another edition of Talking Admissions and Med Student Life. I've got a great guest today. I'm with Dr. Pamela Hansen, who's a program director for physical medicine and rehab, one of the unknown gems in medical schools, but we're going to talk about it today. So we'll just lead off Dr. Hansen. What is PM&R? What, what, what is this field? Uh, physical medicine and rehabilitation is a growing field. We've been around for a long time, but I think a lot of um, medical students don't get exposure to the field uh, very early in their, in their training. Uh, we are a very broad field uh, covering many different areas um, from the musculoskeletal system, uh, the neurologic system. There's uh, specialties in spinal cord injury, traumatic brain injury, stroke. Uh, a lot of people go into sports medicine. Uh, so it's a very broad uh, field. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And let's talk about your journey because it sounds like you kind of came to it a little bit later in the game. So how, how did you decide to become a, a, a physical medicine rehab uh, doctor. Well, I went to uh, medical school at Northwestern in Chicago where uh, PM&R is actually a required rotation, one of the few places I think that it is actually a required rotation. And that's where I found out about it mm-hmm. and uh, did a few rotations in it, did some inpatient rotations, uh, focusing more on traumatic in, uh, traumatic brain injury, spinal cord injury, um, uh, multi-trauma uh, injuries, and the rehab process from there. Uh, and then I did another outpatient rotation, more focused on the musculoskeletal uh, injuries, sports medicine, and uh, really liked uh, that aspect of it as well. And it uh, really fit my interests. At that time, my interests were more uh, orthopedic, mainly for the musculoskeletal side of things, as well as neurology. And I was undecided between the two of those, and it was a, a very nice fit. Uh, the focus was really on... Uh, functional outcomes and really improving the quality of life of patients and improving uh, their their function over time. And that is something that applies regardless of what area of PM&R you go into. It's really focused on the whole person and improving their uh, function and, and quality of life. And one thing, because I've had uh, friends who have gone into PM&R and they've told me about that connection you make with patients because you get to see them improve over a long time period. And when I listen to how they talk about it, it makes me think like, you know, that's kind of the connection that a lot of physicians want with their patients. Do you, do you find that true? Absolutely. Um, that's, I think, the thing that really drew me to PM&R over other specialties. Um, you, you do see the patients acutely in the hospital after they've undergone uh, oftentimes a, a, very, um, a very hard uh, situation, a spinal cord injury or whatnot, and you follow them through their acute stay, and you follow them into the community afterwards and see how they kind of reintegrate into the community and, again, can find uh, joy in life and find things that they can do. Um, we have a wonderful um, outpatient program here that helps transition patients um, into the community, and really, um, I think it's a, it's a great thing for for our patients. Uh, there's a trails program, which is through the spinal cord injury program here and, you know, gets patients out skiing and biking and, and doing all the things that they love to do uh, mm-hmm. after their injuries. So it sounds like it's a good blend of like neurology, a little bit of family practice kind of thrown in there, 
um, orthopedics. It sounds like it's a good b- blend. So It is a nice blend. You do have to have a strong uh, background in internal medicine. A lot okay. of our patients are uh, fairly sick when they're first uh, admitted to our service. So a strong uh, internal medicine background is important. So most of our residents end up doing a, a preliminary year of internal medicine before uh, before starting out. Yeah. Let's talk about the program. So usually you recommend a prelim year in internal medicine. Yes. Okay. And then after that, how long is the residency then? It's an additional three years after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, we've actually gone to a, a, a categorical, um, some categorical positions. So it's a total of four years of residency. Um, and so we are now a four-year program. There are some slots that we've left as a three-year program. So it's an advanced match. So they can do their preliminary year wherever they want and, mm-hmm. and can do the advanced match. That's great. Let's talk about the program here. Like where do they do rotations? What's the call schedule like? We have five different facilities where our residents rotate. So the main hospital here is where our inpatient services, consult services, and some of the outpatient neuro clinics are. Um, And a lot of the spasticity management is done here with uh, different procedures. Um, We have the University of Utah Orthopedic Center where the sports medicine and uh, spine physicians practice. Uh, there's a lot of procedures over there, a lot of uh, joint injections, opportunities for fluoro-guided spine injections. There's ultrasound, EMGs, wow. so a lot of training over there. The VA, uh, we have five residents at the VA at a time, and mm. there's an inpatient resident there. There's a senior VA resident who does a lot of the oversight of the junior residents and a lot of teaching, uh, and then several uh, clinic uh, and consult and EMG residents. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And then, what, uh, and then you said five. Is that all five? Yeah. yeah. And then there's also uh, PCMC, mm-hmm. so Primary Children's. We have a resident uh, over there. And then Salt Lake Regional is our community-based experience. Wow. So it sounds like they, get, they got a broad exposure, a lot of different kinds of They get types a broad exposure. And, there's yeah. really no rehab diagnosis that they don't see. Um, so it's a, very, it's a very nice, well-rounded program here. Um, and one nice thing, too, is that all the hospitals are within a 1.5-mile radius, so everything is fairly close. That's great. Well, it's, it's, and what about the call schedule? What's the call schedule like for a, a PM&R resident? Uh, the call schedule, call is taken from home, okay. and it's, at a, it's a week at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have two residents on call at a time, so there's a first call resident and a second call resident. Um, and the there uh, are two-year, they take, I want to say... 11 weeks mm-hmm. of call, something like that. And are they covering those five facilities? They are covering five facilities uh, along with the second the mm-hmm. second resident. So between the two residents, they're covering the five facilities. And so you say home call, like if they get a call, then they have to go into the hospital and assess and treat someone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. typically the calls can be managed over the phone. Okay. Um, so off, they usually tend not to go in, mm-hmm. but uh, every now and then you do need to go in. Okay. And let's talk numbers. How many residents are there per year? We have uh, 14 in our program right now. With going to the categorical positions uh, next year, we'll have 17 mm-hmm. in the program. Oh, wow. Growing. Growing. Exciting. Growing. Exciting. It is. Yeah. Yeah, we've been growing ever since I got here 10 years ago. We've been, we started at nine when I was first here, so mm-hmm. it's grown a lot. Okay. Faculty and residents. So. And how many people do you interview for those 14, 17 positions? We, this year, uh, when it's all said and done, we will have interviewed approximately 50, 50 uh, people okay. for four slots. Okay. So it's pretty selective. It's pretty selective. I think we've had 300, 300 applicants this year. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it becomes, there's a lot of good people. It becomes hard to, mm-hmm. hard to choose. So, you know, let's say I'm one of your applicants who is selected to interview. 
what does the interview day look like for, for people coming in? We, uh, we give some presentations in the morning. There's actually, um, they meet our chairman for a breakfast and, mm-hmm. um, we have presentations by five of us, fairly short presentations, but covering, um, you know, what life is like in Utah in general, what, what, uh, what things that Utah has to offer. And we go into the programs and the specifics of the program and the different, the different hospital sites, what our didactics look like, um, et cetera, to try to give all the applicants a good overview of the program. Um, and then they meet with our, um, interview committee. Um, mm-hmm. and there's four of us. Um, so they have four interviews and they go out to lunch with the residents um, there's also a, a dinner the night before with the residents, so they have good opportunities to interact with the residents. And then if they're interested, there's tours after so they can see the different facilities. Oh, awesome. Um, what kind of applicants or what kind of uh, residents do well here? I mean, what do you look for when in, in you start interviewing and, and selecting these individuals? We are looking for the full package. So we're looking for a genuinely kind person who communicates well with patients, who is a good teacher, who educates educates patients well, who interacts with their peers well, as well as uh, ancillary staff. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, somebody who's a hard worker, somebody who's smart, uh, somebody who is enthusiastic, enthusiastic about learning, likes to ask questions, likes to look things up. Um, somebody who makes it fun to go to work and, and be around them. Well, great. Um, and then, so you mentioned it's four years, and then before we started, you kind of talked about fellowships. What kind of fellowship options are out there for, for uh, PM&R doctors? So there's a sports medicine fellowship, and we actually have a sports medicine uh, fellowship program here um, that uh, Dr. Willick uh, runs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our residents end up going into uh, other fellowships, pediatric fellowships, pain fellowships. There's also uh, spinal cord fellowships. Mm-hmm. Um, are these usually one or two years or how long are these fellowships? One to two years. Um, most of them are one pediatrics is two. Um, I think most of them are one year. Okay. Excellent. And where do the graduates go from the program? I mean, what kind of jobs do they get usually when they leave? So 50% of our graduates, um, go into either academic medicine or into fellowship programs and about 50% of them go into other, other practices. Okay. Okay. And then just to, you know, educate, cause like, you know, I'm learning myself here. Like what's, what's the typical day like for a PMNR physician? Like where do they go? What kind of, what, you know, how long do they spend with patients? Uh, how many sets of rounds do they attend? It's really variable because okay. the field is so, um, is so broad. Mm-hmm. So it's very different. Like for one of the inpatient attendings is very different than what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, outpatient, I can tell you what I do. Um, outpatient is sure. I see patients in clinic. Um, I do procedures. I do EMGs a couple half days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I do spinal procedures a half day a week. I have a wellness program at Huntsman Cancer Hospital, uh, one full day a week. Um, I'm the residency program director, so I have time, uh, uh, doing my residency program director duties uh, a couple half days a week. So it's a very mixed and varied practice. Everything I'm doing is Mm -hmm. a little bit um, different from day to day, which I really like that variety. Yeah. For the inpatient folks, they have their um, inpatient uh, patients, and they're divided into three teams here at the university. So there's a, a spinal cord injury team, a traumatic brain injury team, 
and a stroke team. And obviously there's other diagnoses, burn, multi-trauma, mm-hmm. MS, and whatnot that, that, that are also, you know, divided among the teams. But they round on their patients and the residents spend most of their day with the patients, um, interacting with the patients, um, you know, helping with their therapies, mm-hmm. observing therapies. And then they also have an opportunity to go down and work in the outpatient clinics with the, uh, with the attendings who do their rounding in the morning and then have clinics um, on most days mm-hmm. following the patients that they've seen previously as an inpatient, kind of following them out over the years and as they reintegrate into the community and dealing with their medical issues and their issues related to their disability. Yeah. Dr. Hanson, I loved what you said about variety. You know, that's one of the things I love about being a physician in general is there's so much opportunity to do many different things be it treating, you know, different types of patients, working in different centers, engaging in research, doing medical education, administrative type um, responsibilities. And that's what I love about becoming a doctor. And it sounds like PM&R physicians are, have a really good variety in all the different places they can work. An amazing uh, mm-hmm. amount of variety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yep. Um, what does the future hold for your program? Where is it headed? What's on the horizon? We, uh, we've had a growing program. Uh, we are growing in our number of faculty and, um, and our number of residents. Um, the experiences, I think, are just getting stronger and stronger. For a long time, we've been well-known for our sports medicine program here and our uh, musculoskeletal program. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, our inpatient programs are, are just as good, and I think we'll become more and more recognized uh, for those programs. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like to get the word out, other than recording a podcast, we need to like make it a requirement to have the med students here or at all the other medical schools do rotation in PM&R? I really think that, you know, I wouldn't have found it had mm-hmm. it not been a required rotation. And I know several other people who that's the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really trying to um, educate medical students here uh, about the field. And we have gotten a lot more students to rotate with us this year, which we absolutely mm-hmm. uh, love and hope to um, continue that trend, but I would love for it to be mm-hmm. uh, required rotation. I mean, even for two weeks, just to mm-hmm. learn about what we do. Yeah. And even if people are not interested in going into the field, to understand that we're here to help patients, um, you know, after their you know initial inpatient stay from a uh, injury or uh, an event uh, that's left them mm-hmm. with with issues. Yeah. So it sounds like. For our students here, it's a four-week elective, usually during their fourth year. Is it can that- be a two- or a four-week elective, okay. yes. Yeah. yes. And there's actually a research elective as well. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So that's something we want to start um, mm-hmm. engaging residents in as well. What kind of research Medical projects are, are, are going on right now? Uh, there's a lot of research going on with a SKI database okay. um, that um, – that Dr. Willick is primarily uh, working on. They've collected data on uh, hundreds and hundreds of, of skiers and different ski injuries. And um, so that's a project that a lot of the residents have, have been involved with looking mm-hmm. at different things. Um, there's research uh, going on um, with spasticity, mm-hmm. with uh, amputee clinics. Um, and it sounds like the residents also have an opportunity to engage in this research as well. They do, mm-hmm. and we are in the process of coming up with a list of ongoing research projects on our um, Canvas uh, website uh, to let students know what what research opportunities are available. Yeah, and just to you know educate people because I didn't fully understand this myself until I actually went through medical school. 
um, you kind of figure out what kind of doctor you want to be. Well, they encourage it, encourage it kind of end of third year, beginning of fourth year. But it's really hard because then, like, you know, there's all these deadlines to start applying. And I do remember when I went through, I had some friends who are interested in PMNR, and we just didn't know that much about it. And then you were forced to decide so early, you know, what kind of doctor you want to do and Absolutely. the application process to the match. And it's never been... You know, I know there's a lot of tradition steeped in medicine, but it's never been very clear to me why we ha- why medical students have to decide so early in fourth year, and why can't we kind of extend the application process for residencies? And I think there's a lot of different residencies and different medical career choices that are unknown to the medical students, as you point out, simply because they're not exposed to them. So absolutely, yeah. absolutely, we um we haven't uh, there's an interest group for medical students for uh, most of the different specialties, including PM&R, mm-hmm. and I think that's a great way to investigate um, what different fields are all about. Yeah, well, excellent. Well. Um, I always like to end with a, a, a little fun talk about something. And we were talking before we started, and, and you know, you're from Minnesota. I am. And today is a very, very cold day. It's Salt a very Lake City. cold day. So let's talk about like who has the worst winters. Like, would you say Minnesota or, or Utah? You kind of talked about your love of both. It's places. not even a not even a comparison. Minnesota winters are so much colder in. <laughs> Miserable. I, I've been up there during the winter. It's very bleak. So. It's very bleak. I can't believe I survived as a child growing mm-hmm. up there. So what attracted you to Utah? Why did you just decide to stay in Utah? You know, I um, when I finished medical school um, in Chicago, I wanted to explore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to come out west and see what the mountains were like. And I came here um, to Utah for my prelim year of internal medicine and had a wonderful experience. I thought the education was was really top-notch, and I loved the location, and I really fell in love with the city. Um, I w- did my residency training at the University of Washington in Seattle and had the opportunity to come back to Utah to do a sports medicine fellowship here mm-hmm. and um, got my foot in the door and have been here since 2003. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm glad we have you, Dr. Hansen. Well, it's great to be here. Thanks for listening to Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with Dr. Benjamin Chan, the ultimate resource to help you on your journey to and through medical school. A production of the Scope Health Sciences Radio, online at thescoperadio.com.